Hey babes, grab your glass and raise it high. Cheers to you, babe. We're so happy you're here. Welcome to Beverage Babes, where we invite all women with their favorite beverage in hand to have a seat at the table and share their heart, their journey, and their experience with all the topics in life. At our table, we'll have a safe place where women can come together. We'll celebrate differences and create an environment for healthy and honest conversation, even if we don't all agree. This is a judge-free zone, ladies. We're here to be real and to talk about things that might be hard to talk about, but we'll honor each other as we do because you're important, babe. Grab your drink of choice and let's dig in. Hey, babes, it's Sarah and Laura here. Hey, Laura. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to another episode of The Beverage Babes. This episode is going to be a fun break in our normal programming, Mm -hmm. I'd say. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, this whole episode is going to be about getting to know Laura and myself a little bit better. You have questions. We have answers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talk about quite a bit of... of, um, deeper topics throughout the year so this is kind of a nice little mid-fall break mm-hmm. of getting to know your babes oh, yeah. a yeah. little better especially as we approach an election season i think we all just need a break break yep yeah yeah <laughs> that's good that's good yeah so this is how this episode's gonna go we have um some questions from you our listeners because we asked mm-hmm. and you answered us yeah and so we have questions from you that we'll be answering and then laura and i time permitting, we'll be um, asking each other one or two questions. But Laura? I'm going to start with the most important question. Yes, please. Which is, what is in our glasses today? And and this is a special, special day because our friends at Zing Zang saw, which episode was that from? It was, I think, from one of our, my maybe? Probably, because it was your drink. Yeah. I think or it the margarita been my, one? Yeah, but I think that was my business one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you're right. Yeah. So Sarah uses Zing Zang Mix. She introduced me to it, which I really like. It is an all-natural mm-hmm. margarita mix. It's was based in a margarita okay. mix, but they have different... Different kinds. Yes. Right, right. Yeah. So we always give credit to the people who we are using for our drinks. And when they saw that, they were like can we send you stuff? And we were like, um, sure. (laughs) So they were very kind and sent us, gosh, how many were in that? There were six different mini cans. Yeah. Of their different types of mixes, which I didn't know they had more than one type. I didn't either. But you basically, it comes in a, as Laura said, it's like an all natural, good ingredient mix base. Mm -hmm. And then you add your your liquor, your liquor and maybe one or two other things. Yeah. Yeah. So today we are finally using it. They also sent us sunglasses. Oh yeah, we'll take some pictures of that. It was some sunglasses. And I'm going to be really honest, Zing Zang, if you're listening, I don't know the other thing you sent me. (laughs) It looks kind of like a bag for a bike and a water bottle. Couldn't figure it out. (laughs) No, but it's okay. It's okay. The drinks are important. (laughs) What a great party bag. Yeah. Yeah. So today Sarah used, which one? Your classic, classic margarita, but I did it on the rocks and not frozen this time. Mm. Typically, I'm the frozen margarita. Yep. This one's on the rocks with salt and sugar on the rim. Yep. It's very pretty, as you'll see in our, our, our pictures. Thanks, Laura. And mine, I am a whiskey girl at heart. 
So I took the sweet and sour mix and bourbon, and that's pretty much it over it? ice, and yeah. it's delicious. I don't want that, but no. that but I good. will drink it. Yeah, and I'll 100%. drink mine. Yes, that's so be good. Thank you, Sing Zang. Thanks, Sing Zang. Our drinks today. <laughs> <laughs> now that we have our drinks out of the way, hopefully you have yours in your hand and you're sipping on it like Laura is right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so, so we're we're gonna get going with some of these questions. Um, I'm going to ask the first one because this question is so near and dear to Laura's heart. <laughs> and she, Laura, when I, we're, we're each going to answer all of them. But when you answer this, you need to give a quick synopsis of what this is because not all of us know what this is. Okay? okay. Okay. So somebody out there wants to know, I actually know who it is and I love you, um, wants <laughs> to know what are our Enneagrams? Yes. I don't know if I can fully explain it. There's so quick synopsis. There are so many other... I'm looking for a definition. (laughs) The Enneagram is a system of nine personality types combining traditional wisdom and modern psychology, a powerful tool for understanding ourselves and the people in our lives with three major applications, personal and spiritual growth, successful relationships at home and at work. I feel like that's two, but that's fine. (laughs) I literally thought you were going to say one more. Or maybe four. I don't know, but... Yeah, that's that's what it is. There are nine personality types and so it's essentially a different version of a, a personality, personality test. test. Yes, yes, exactly. And I mean, it's I feel like it's complex. Like you have the Myers-Briggs and those are like four different initials, right? That mean different things. Mm-hmm. The Enneagram, like you have your number, but then you also have a wing off to the left or the right of it. So, mm-hmm. I'm a 9 and I could have either a one wing or an eight wing, and I have a one wing. Um, and nines are the peacemakers. They do not like conflict. Um, they want everyone to be happy and get along and just live in a very, very peaceful world. They often have major internal conflict on the inside, which you don't necessarily see on the outside because they never want to cause any conflict. And I'd love to do more research on it because I like I can see as a kid my upbringing and my childhood, how that shaped that number for me. So I wonder if it's more of a nurture over nature thing because even though I've I've grown up and I've matured and I've started to work on some of those like unhealthy things I still find that I am very much so a nine um with a one wing and if you want to do more research on it there's a book I think it's called The Road Back to You by Ian Morgan Cron and it is a really short read and gives you details about each number what a healthy number looks like what a moderately healthy number looks like and then what an unhealthy number looks like and it really has to deal with your motives like what are your motives for these things so I'd highly recommend that if you're more interested but that is what I am I am a nine and we'll post that in our yes in our show notes yes um okay so (sighs) me (laughs) which makes sense I'm pretty much equal two numbers I'm pretty much equal a two and an eight so the two is the helper mm-hmm. and the eight is the challenger <laughs> which you're both of those I things. am I am the, t- the two is is basically the person who serves and gives and loves and takes care of mm-hmm. and makes sure people are okay um, with like a genuine heart for the well-being of others. Right. The eight <laughs> is the um, 
how can we put this in positive terms? Because it's a great number. <laughs> it is. Um, but the eight is um, basically they're bold. They say things that they need to. Mm-hmm. They're also quick to anger. But let's be honest, I've worked on that over a lot of years. So I'm pretty slow at that right now. Um, they are someone who is a little defensive. They are protective of their people and their selves. It takes a little while to put those walls down. But they would be there for anybody at any second. And essentially, you want them on your side. Oh, yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't have to worry about, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like as a two and an eight, they can, I can compliment myself a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I take the hard edges of the eight. And you mold soften them into the them soften with them the, with the two. two. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just also note my husband Brad is a nine as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is no, no surprise. surprise. <laughs> if you've listened to us, Laura is mostly my husband in female form. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to say that my husband is Laura in male form because he might take offense to that. But those are our Enneagrams. Great question. Mm-hmm. And we would love to know if you're listening to this, send us in yours. Let's have yeah. a discussion about yeah. it. Totally. Totally. Okay, so the next question our listeners had for us was, what is your favorite or best way to recharge? It's a really good question, and I think what's interesting for me, not that I'm going to make this too deep, Mm -hmm. but that has changed for me so much over the years. Mm. So typically, my answer has always been like, go out, be with my friends, have a drink, talk, chat, whatever, Mm -hmm. which is still true, Mm -hmm. mostly, but if I'm being honest, right now the best way for me to recharge, which is so funny, and I'm sure moms can relate to this, but I am totally just need me. I need me alone. Like, if truly, it would be sitting in my bed watching <laughs> crappy TV and doing nothing else. Mm-hmm. That's a good recharge for me. Or like feeling like I have zero responsibility, mm. which is odd, but it really, really, really does help. The bonus is going out and be with my friends. Yeah. Like I think if I, if I haven't had enough time just by myself, even being out with my friends, though will give me life, mm-hmm. may not fully recharge me. Yeah. Right now, I need to have moments where I'm just still, which I'm sure people that know me are laughing right now <laughs> because it's like not, it's truly not my nature. But that's, that's kind of where we're at right yeah. now. Yeah. How do you recharge, Laura? I think it depends. I mean, as someone who hasn't been on a vacation in a mm. while, that's something that helps. And by vacation, I mean vacation, like not a trip. But um, we used to go to the beach a lot, my my family and I. Um, there used to be a beach house in the, in the family. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it was heavenly like we would all go as as adults and some of some of um our friends had kids at some point and even then it was still recharging Mm -hmm. for me but we would all go and we would we would cook the whole week and we would get up whenever we wanted to and we would read or go to the beach like again no responsibility and just relaxing Mm -hmm. like give me a book that I can like get lost in and that that for me is like super recharging so funny I mean literally it's so that's amazing (laughs) we did a beach trip this well we did a trip this summer and went to the beach for a day Mm -hmm. and I I laughed because it was with our friends and two kids I got three pages read in a book (laughs) three pages and I had to reread two of them yeah like it was just so funny (laughs) no no it's it's hard when you have kids I know that yeah but I mean as an introvert I need Mm -hmm. like pretty much daily 
like recharge time. Mm-hmm. And so that for me is in the morning and in the evening. Like I, I have time in the morning where I'm alone. I have time in the evening where I'm alone. That's just how I end my days and begin my days. It's really so. interesting that you even said that you need daily recharge time, mm-hmm. which I think is really important. It's yeah. so it's so funny. My husband just before we started this recording was telling me how I've been doing so much again. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I haven't. And I just don't take notice to it because I get so into it. Yeah. But I think, guys, Laura has a point here, okay? Daily recharge moments. Mm -hmm. That's really good. Yeah, even if they're small, they can happen. I like that a lot. Gosh, guys, I'm learning so much through this this podcast. (laughs) Wow. All right, our next question. How has launching this podcast grown or shaped you? Hmm. That's a great question. That's a good question. (sighs) Well, I actually didn't think much of, on any of this. All right, Laura, take a minute, right? <laughs> let me, I'll start. I'll start. I can tell you about my story. Here. <laughs> um, no, truly though, this podcast has shaped me in a specific way. And I can tell you what that is. I, which again, you heard in one of my episodes. And if you haven't, you can check back the episode about my uh, business journey. But I took a pause at the beginning of this year, refocused, tried to figure out what am I supposed to be saying yes to? What am I supposed to be saying no to? In that time, I learned not only that I need to kind of lay my business down and pick up my family and pick up other dreams. I learned that I have a heart, a calling, a passion, a ministry, whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. for encouraging and helping women. And so I think the the times I listen to the full episodes on replay, which is not always every single one, but I do (laughs) most of them. Um, I hear, and I'm going to say this, guys, this is one thing I've learned. When you know what you're supposed to be doing and you know who you are, it's okay to be confident in it without sounding cocky. So I'm not going to apologize for saying this, (laughs) but I hear myself speak and I know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And so I think that's one thing that this podcast has done is like encouraged my confidence in who I am Mm. and what I should be doing. And like, you know, Laura, you and I have talked about how we're just excited for it to grow and develop. Mm -hmm. And like, we just know, even this past episode with Anna sharing her story, it's like, it's touching lives. And so it's cool. It's just a cool thing to be able to have a greater reach than we're aware of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say mine is probably pretty similar to that. I mean, like you said, when, when you know, like, I mean, I think I came into this knowing that I did want to encourage and empower women and give them a place at the table because Mm -hmm. sometimes we're not given that Mm -hmm. because we're women or, you know, whatever. Um, so I love that that's been something that we, I can kind of put myself into and, and extend that to others. Um, I think I've learned that like, just, I mean, you know this, but like everyone's story is just so different Mm -hmm. and it's important Mm -hmm. and it should be told. And just even the the diversity of like the different topics that we've had this year, like it's just, it's so cool to see that each woman that we've had on this podcast has been an expert in something Mm -hmm. and bring something so specific and and detailed than like the next woman. And so I think it's just opened my eyes to see how different we all are and how diverse we all are. And I love that. Yeah, Yeah. that's really good. And it's also, it keeps our eyes open to exactly what you said, Mm -hmm. that every story is different and that we don't know most people's story. And so it's super hard to like, be in a place where you're judging or casting doubt or shame on Mm -hmm. something when you don't know it well and even Anna's story Mm -hmm. like Anna and I go way back I mean her 
older sister is one of my closest, longest friends. And so I was around her. I was probably even on youth staff at some point for her life. And so I I did not walk with her as a friend, but more as like a mentor. Mm. And I didn't know most of this mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, I knew some of it, but not not the depth and where the root of it was coming from. Yeah. So again, it like you said, it gives perspective mm-hmm. and it reminds us that like we have no idea about another person's mm-hmm. life. We just really don't. And that that I think is really humbling. Yeah. And we're super excited for all the stories yet to be told. Mm-hmm. Like we are we, I can't believe there's only two episodes left after this for this first year. But it's like, yeah, we can't wait to put out another year of content. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. really exciting. And, like, challenging stuff, too. Yes. Like, I'm excited for – not that I haven't been challenged, but just, like, conversations that really challenge me and, like, make me think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's awesome. Our next question. Favorite conversation you've had on the podcast? Are we allowed to answer that? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they've all – like, I've loved all of I them. Know, I mean, it's hard yes. to pick. We should preface by saying they're, they have all been <laughs> – fantastic in their own way um I think there are two that jump out to me Mm -hmm. personally yes um one was the very first one we did with mama Trish which hoping fingers crossed she'll be on here before the end of the year Mm -hmm. but that one was so encouraging to my mother's heart Mm -hmm. it really was such a sane healthy um encouraging vision of motherhood Mm -hmm. that just really touched me really 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 like in a way that just it just it did a lot and I really appreciate it the other one the grief one was so beautiful with Nyla that like it just it was a way that I identified grief Mm -hmm. and just like I I truly can't even explain what it did it was just such a unique vision her heart was so sincere and like to hear somebody talk about either end of life Mm -hmm. or loss Mm -hmm. in just such a uplifting yeah. and kind and beautiful way it was it was really eye-opening for yeah. me yeah it's life-changing it was really yeah cool. definitely yeah I mean same here like I almost said that one but because you didn't say it <laughs> I'm gonna say it <laughs> I think having the panel of women mm-hmm. when we talked about race That's the other was I was like say. yeah I know it was just like I mean the thing about Nyla's was she, like I said before, she's such an expert in what mm-hmm. she does. And it's only because she's so passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Like, she's thrown herself into that. And it was just so timely for us to be taught. I don't remember which month we did that in, but it was after the pandemic happened and the, the was stuff right, with George Floyd. Yep. It was, like, right after right that. After like, we that. even had a conversation with Nyla because it was so close to the episode do you want to talk about this? Like, we want to be sensitive to mm-hmm. it. And she's like, it's just, it's so close right now. I don't even know if I can wrap my head around mm-hmm. it. And we were like, that's fine. Like, we're going to dedicate more time to this. Um, so just having women of color or women that have are married to men of color or have kids mm-hmm. of color, like, that was, for them to come into our space and mm-hmm. be so vulnerable, mm-hmm. like, that is such a treasure to me. Yeah. And I just think it was such an important conversation, and I loved what each and every of them, like, they all, like, had this unity, but also, like, you saw that they're not monolithic. They all had different aspects mm-hmm. of things that bothered them and things that were important to them. And I want to talk to each and every one of them individually. I I cannot wait for that. Yeah. So that for me was like probably the most powerful one, I think. My my favorite. Even though you've all been my favorite. I know. It's It's like it really is hard. (laughs) And you're not just saying that. It really is hard to pick that. Yeah. Okay. So I'm curious about this next question, Laura, Mm -hmm. because it's almost like a dating relationship. Like (laughs) 
knowing <laughs> who thought who made the first move. Right, right. <laughs> so the question is, what was the origin of the podcast? Was it sort of an organic idea between the two of you or one more than the other? Mm. Good Lord, <laughs> take it away. I mean, I can't remember the actual conversation that we were having. I'm sure it was something that we were like both frustrated about. We were and in I, my kitchen. Were we? Yeah, I remember. Oh, that's so funny because I remember being in my bed. <laughs> and I feel like we were texting each other. That's so funny. And I was like, why don't we just start a podcast? Why don't we just do that? We have so much to say about this mm-hmm. stuff. And you were like, yeah, yeah. why not? <laughs> no, I, and not just like, yeah, that's a nice thought. But like, no, actually, Let's why do don't this. we do this? Yeah, yeah. that's so That's funny. how I remember I, it. <laughs> well, maybe it was. There's There was more than one time we built. talked about it. Yeah. Because I remember being in the kitchen and it was probably, again, over a topic that was frustrating <laughs> us. So we were venting to each other. Yeah. And we just kept saying, this is why we need to have these conversations. Yeah. yeah. And so then it was, Laura was the one that for sure initiated a podcast. Okay. She's like, I think this is a good idea. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> but the Shelby in yes. Allentown has a yes. special place for us it because does. it's been our breeding ground for ideas and meetings and conversations yep. with a good drink in hand. Yep. Um we love the Shelby. If you guys haven't been there, the oh atmosphere is like beautiful. They have this amazing, amazing. outdoor tent right now. That Ugh. well, not tent, but the patio set up okay. that it can be, like they're trying to get it to be all weather. From what I heard, <sighs> that'd be amazing. I know, but inside it's just such a great spot. And Laura and I dreamt big dreams. Mm-hmm. We wrote so many things oh my down. Gosh. We had like a two-hour dinner date. Yeah, it was probably longer than probably. that. It's like when I'm. I think home we then and... went to like Starbucks. After yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> It was a very long dog yeah. meeting. But so it was productive. It was, it was productive. good. I think yeah. it was like to the point where Brad was texting me like, hey, what, you okay? what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> that's when yeah. you know it's a good brainstorm session. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But that's kind of the origin of it. We took a little bit of time to plan um, and talk through more ideas, solidify our idea, yeah. our brand, our thoughts. Yep. We didn't jump right into it. No. I And I'm glad we didn't. Yeah. I feel like we took, like we weren't in a rush. Right. Um, I think we had wanted it to be the beginning of this year, which we didn't make that. We actually dropped our first episode on Valentine's Day, which we, when we knew we weren't going to make the beginning of the year, we were like, that's perfect. That's the perfect date to do it. So yeah, I, I like that we took our time and really planned it out well. I think it's successful because of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go us. Yeah. (laughs) Cheers to us. Okay. Next question. What has been the moment where you've said that's it and been ready to give up both personally and professionally? <laughs> it's, it's a good question. Um, so I'll start with the professional one first because I had a few moments of that. Mm-hmm. Um, in my journey, I went to Penn State, communications and public relations major psychology minor and then I went into the muscular dystrophy association for a year like paid externship Mm -hmm. and then I went into a PR firm in New Jersey followed by a Christian radio station more local and then I started my business but in each of those points (laughs) which I laugh now because it's probably the sign of being an entrepreneur (laughs) but things would just drive me crazy where I felt like I couldn't be me I felt like I was being squashed of like who I was Mm -hmm. which let me be honest and real, people. You should respect authority, and it's not all about oh, you. Yeah. I'm not saying that. But it's like when you know you have a skill set, mm-hmm. and it feels like it's either being silenced or overridden or just not right. So there are a bunch of moments there that I just thought this is enough. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't give up right away. I didn't throw in the towel. I kept going until it was the time when mm-hmm. God sort of showed me after the radio station, like, you got to take this step of faith. Personally... I'm probably in the midst of that moment 
um, oh gosh, I'm going to try to say this without crying, but, um, at some point we'll talk about my health journey. Um, but I've been in like a six and a half year health journey with, which pretty much started when I got married. Um, and so it's just been this, it felt, it feels like a slow fade of my body. And I don't mean that in a morbid way, but like, it's just, my health has just not been right for six and a half years. And in the last, I don't know, maybe six, seven months, probably tie it to the pandemic. I don't know. It's, it's been for a while, but it just feels like things are getting harder, reverting, going backwards. I'm having more issues in certain areas. I'm, there's no relief. There's no answers. Like I have no diagnosis. I have no stated issue. Everything in my life has come back normal, which praise God, right? Nothing serious is wrong, Mm -hmm. but anyone that's been in a chronic stage of illness without an answer can know how frustrating it is. And in true transparency, like I've just been gaining weight. And as a woman, as a woman, we all know how that feels horrible Mm -hmm. and there's no explanation for it. There's no reason for it yet. And it's hard. Like my husband and I have worked out consecutively, you know, it's, it's totally not a thing I'm doing. There's something wrong with my body, but no one can tell me what. And I just have been having these moments on and off throughout the days where I just am done. I, I said yesterday to my husband even, I said, I'm done. I just I just feel like I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even know. And not done in like living, mm-hmm. done in trying to fix anything, mm-hmm. um, which maybe I need to do. I don't know. But that's my current moment of feeling like I want to throw in the towel. Like I just don't know how to love my current body because I feel like it's not the body I'm supposed to be in. I feel like God has redemption and wholeness and healing coming. And so it's hard to stand in this body that feels so foreign to me, Mm -hmm. but also makes me feel like I'm kind of trapped. Um, But all that to say, it's amazing to have friends, Laura, you're one of them, who I can text and be like, can't stand my body today, feel like garbage, I need encouragement or help. And you're right there. Brad is so good with it. I have other friends who are just really good at speaking life into me, and so I'm grateful for it. So I've not given up, but I have had moments come close where I'm it. real ready. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for me, professionally, it was uh, my first professional job as a graphic designer out of college. It was a great experience. I was there for almost six years loved it it was like a very tight-knit family business and was just wonderful like I so look back at my time there and just think about all of the people I met and got to work with very kind people a few that I'm still very close with today I loved it but it got to the point near my end there um, where things got really bad (laughs) and I think it really stemmed from a place of the business was not doing well and they put a lot of pressure on us Mm. to turn the business around Mm -hmm. when really it was just like this is a competitive field it is competitive in the industry right Mm -hmm. now and we were trying to figure out how to make it better um and for I mean I was almost there six years I think I probably had had four reviews since I was there and they were always excellent like always excellent I mean I strive to do my best Mm -hmm. there and um 
things were just very tense just because people didn't know financially where we were at. We didn't know where we were going to be. We felt like there was this wave of layoffs Mm. coming on and, and everything was just very, very tense there. And I remember getting my last review there from my creative director. Um, and it was horrible. Mm. It was really bad. Mm. And I had like, it was a thing for me that I had to realize Eventually, it took me a while to get there, but um, it wasn't my performance. It really wasn't because I had talked to many other designers about it, Mm -hmm. and they were like, everyone's getting the same thing. Everyone is. Um, No one can do anything right here anymore Mm -hmm. because we were doing so poorly um, financially. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, that's that's a sad thing to say to someone when it's like, no, this is not actually your problem. Um, so that at that point when I had received that, my job position was changing and they were taking a lot of creative things away mm-hmm. from me. And I said, this is it. <laughs> like, I, I'm done here. Mm-hmm. Like, I have no future here. I need to get out. I eventually lost my job. I didn't leave it enough time. <laughs> I was going to say, hold on. <laughs> There's a little thing. I didn't, I didn't, didn't actually give the up. No, no. And that's the thing. Like, I'm not a quitter. Yeah. Um, not saying that like <laughs> yes. looking for another job would have been quitting, yes. but like I just it's a lot of times I've noticed God has had to push me mm-hmm. out to like be like, Nope, this door is closed. I've thrown away the key, yes. you can't walk back Stop in. Stop going yes. towards it. Yes. <laughs> so that that for me mentally that's when I was done. Yeah. Um it was a few months after that that they eventually let me go right. and so glad that they did yeah. because things just got worse after that. Um Personally, I think probably the most recent thing I have gotten to the point of wanting to give up or been done with things is just like being single. Mm. And I've talked about this before on the podcast, but I think that um, there have just been moments, and Sarah can speak to this because I will text her whenever I'm feeling it, um, where I'm just like, I'm done waiting mm. for the right person. Like, I, 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 should just go on dating apps and listen I have no problem with dating apps like right. don't hear don't hear me wrong I have no judgment against them I just have found that one it takes a lot of time and intention to like try to find someone and make it work and most of the time the stories that I'm hearing are women who are like fed up with it because guys are just not serious mm-hmm. and they're pervs and they're gross and like just not the kind of guy that you would you would want to spend time with um and also I just live my life the way that God tells me to like I'm very in tune to his voice and I am a very obedient person and not everyone understands that and that's okay that's just I live by my own convictions and I have thought about it time and time and again when I have been ready to throw in the towel and I just have just felt him say like this is not it right now like maybe it'll change later but this is not it right now and I was listening to a woman talk about I mean she's older than I am um and she's still single but she was talking about how she used to feel like a victim as a single person and how she had to talk herself in a new way to think about that right because she was like, honestly, if I think about it, being single is a choice for me. Mm-hmm. I could be dating right now. I could potentially be married by now. Mm-hmm. But because of the standard and the values that I've set for my life, I'm not going to settle for anyone. Yeah. You know, and it's not being picky. It's it's being serious about the kind of person you want to live with for mm-hmm. the rest of your life. So that I think I've come very close to mentally so many times. But 
here I am still single, so I haven't given up yet. <laughs> she has not given up yet, and let's just put in a ploy if you know any <laughs> handsome, not too young men <laughs> who have a job, love Jesus, and hold on, let me think of the last one. They're outgoing, yep. and they can hold their own. Yes. Preferable? No, I'm just kidding. I was going to say preferably red hair. No. <laughs> I mean, that's like, it's not a non-negotiable, but like, I wouldn't be upset if it happened. So all of you listening who have brothers and cousins and nephews, weird? I don't know. Um, no, in all seriousness, though, it's very important what you said. Mm. You should not settle. You yeah. should not try to make something happen. Yeah. Because I'm a firm component and recipient of waiting. Yep. And yes, I maybe got married earlier, but I still waited. And the thing that is amazing, which this is probably another story for another day, but I thought I was going to marry someone else for, you know, four years <laughs> mm-hmm. that looked nothing like my husband and probably, I mean, yeah, that's just was twisted. But <laughs> Brad checks off every single thing yeah. that I was hoping for to, to the things down to like will go shopping with me, will go to a Broadway show with me. Mm-hmm. All those things I literally wrote down, and he he does it all. I mean, have I learned about hockey and NASCAR? <laughs> Absolutely. Things not on your list. No. <laughs> he added some of his own. <laughs> but it's just, it is, it's that, it's just encouraging to say, like, mm-hmm. God's timing is best, mm-hmm. and literally he, he wants you to be happy yeah. and successful. Yep. All right, so our last listener question which I think is good that Laura gets to answer this first because she's pretty much the brains behind all this. No. The question is, how do you use each other's strengths in creating an episode? Yes. No, I love this question. And I think that we do this well. Like, mm-hmm. I think we both know each other well enough and we both know ourselves well enough to know, like, one is going to want to do this, one is going to want to do that, and we're going to hate doing this. Basically... I am kind of like the tech behind the scenes stuff. So I set up the recording stuff. I'll edit the episode, send that out to Sarah. She's the one who's communicating. She's the communicator. (laughs) And I don't like to be extra communicative, like in the forms of emails and stuff. So she's the one that's like scheduling and asking the questions of the interviewer that we have. Um, I'll do all the social media stuff, at least plan it. Like we'll both hop on and answer questions. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. We I mean, have I really a general think, yeah. outline that, you know, we'll work on together, mm-hmm. but I mean, she's the talker. So I like, I, I like that she doesn't mind asking most of the questions. If there's a question that means a lot to me, then I'll, I'll ask, you know, yeah. I'll be like, I want to ask that question. Yeah. But. And I'm like on the other end being like, Laura, do you need to talk now? <laughs> Laura, should you come say something? Because again, I do like to talk, but I think it is. Our strengths, I hate, I don't know technical, tech, see, I can't even say it. <laughs> I don't know how to do all the technical stuff and I do enjoy talking and I can, I do enjoy organizing. So mm-hmm. it is, it really does bode well. Mm-hmm. Again, it's also why my, my marriage bodes well because right, right, there's yes. things I don't want to do, but Brad loves yes. to do and vice versa. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's good. Yeah. And I think it's just worked out. There's definitely areas which I can appreciate, which Laura keeps me in check I'm like very forgetful like (laughs) very forgetful and so she's so kind to be like hey I need that post and quote and I need this and that and then three days later she's like hey still didn't get it so (laughs) but it's good and I agree I I have said this to Laura over and over again I would not do this with anyone else Mm -hmm. because 
we have a blend, a balance, and even if we have moments where we're going back and forth on an idea, mm-hmm. we hear each other. Yep. We know it's not in like rude yep. words, and we can move past it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. I actually am gonna jump right into ours because I want to with you telling oh, me I'm okay. talking. No, it's a question you talked about. <laughs> Laura was looking up some questions, and one of them was, "What is if you were if you were wearing a warning sign? What would your <laughs> warning sign say?" And so I think it's a good, this is a good spot to ask that question. Okay. So if you were wearing a warning sign, what would it what say? What would it say? Well, I feel like it'd have to say something about like my, my quietness, but don't be like mistaken by it. Cause I can be quite bold and sassy mm-hmm. when. And really funny. And funny too. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. So I don't know. I think it'd say something like might come off as shy or quiet. But she's really bold and sassy <laughs> and funny. <laughs> FYI, warning. Yeah. 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 And mine, we, we were talking about, but mine would say, <laughs> warning is an external processor who talks a lot, doesn't mean to cut you off. So if you, if I do, go ahead and let me know and I'll stop talking. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty much, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Warning. Warning. Simple facts. Yep. Good stuff. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, I already know the answer to this question, but I think you all should know the answer to the question. <laughs> oh, gosh, it's so embarrassing. So, I'm going to ask, what is one irrational fear that you have? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Everyone that knows me listening is, like, laughing at themselves right now. <sighs> okay, here it is, guys, public admission. My irrational fear is of cats. <laughs> I literally am terrified of cats. And it is a very real fear. It's been my entire life. And until maybe recently, I really didn't know where it was rooted from. And I don't know that I do. But <laughs> the only thing I can think of is I watched Cinderella a lot like on repeat as a little girl okay and the cat's freaky name is lucifer yeah like that's the devil cat yep. and so my only experience with a cat was a vicious evil mean <laughs> cat just ruined you scar it- <laughs> scarred you for life <laughs> <laughs> guys this is no joke though like i try to be cool about this and like i try really hard to like play it like i just have an allergy can you please put your cat away <laughs> but if a cat comes near me it's just embarrassing i went to a place a local flower grower who had a lot of cats running around oh, no. the property and i tried to be brave and then <laughs> i'm standing next to this woman i've only met once in my life and a stinking kitten comes running by i about jumped on her shoulders And it was so embarrassing. And she was like, oh, do you not like cats? And I was like, no, ma'am. And I didn't know you had 100,000 on your property. So, and uh, most recently, Caitlin, if you're listening, I really apologize to your cat. But we were at Brad's cousin's house for drinks. And they have two cats, which they love. They're great cats. Mm -hmm. And again, I want zero. I I like that people like cats. I just don't like them. So I was trying to be brave. The cat was out on the patio with us. I'm sitting next to brad's brother connor and he's this connor's got my back always i love him (laughs) and he just was like keeping me protected and all he had to do was he just tapped my knee he just did a quick like hey oh no just and all i felt was this fur between my legs under the chair and i freaked out and i kicked the poor cat (laughs) and uh, it's embarrassing 
it's embarrassing. And I try to get over it, guys. I really do. I just can't. Yeah. I don't know. And don't tell me your cat is a nice one. <laughs> I'm sorry. It may be nice to you. Still not going to change Same me. Thing. Yep. I like fat, lazy cats. That don't move. That don't move and I can see where they are. <laughs> yep. Truth. So funny. Do you have any irrational fears? I mean, I don't know that I would consider this an irrational fear because I think they're scary. But I am terrified. And cats are not. <laughs> I am terrified of clowns. And I know a lot of people who are as well. Like, they're, I just think they're evil. I don't care what kind of clown you are or what you do. There was someone who tried to have a clown ministry in church, and I'm like, why are you bringing the enemy into the church? This is not right. They are scary. They are scary. They are scary. And now they're making horror movies out of them. So it just goes to show. They they are are scary. Evil. Yeah. So. As our cats, so let's be real. Sure. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's good. Let's see. The next question. Now, let's chat each other up a little bit. We love each other. Mm -hmm. In the so many years that you've known me, how have you seen me change for the better? Mm. Okay, so I would say that one of the things I've seen you grow in is that you have tended to, I don't know, I guess be a fearful person of mm-hmm. certain stuff mm-hmm. and especially like nighttime things or, and this is not related to cat thing at all. <laughs> there, are, there are other things that, that she has dealt with. Um And I don't know, like, I don't know if that's related to therapy and working through some of that, but I have, I have noticed that I find you texting me prayer for fear related issues. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I'm hearing you more, like even in this pandemic, Mm -hmm. which I find surprising, um, you have not been fearful. Like it has not consumed you or overwhelmed you. Um, I just find that you're not asking prayer for like nighttime terrors or anything Mm-mm. like that, which is amazing because mm-hmm. it was a thing that I feel like we prayed for for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I've definitely seen growth in that in you that's for cool. sure. Yeah, I yeah. sleep with the door unlocked now. See, that's a huge that's step. Huge. That's huge. <laughs> is that because you have Crosby now? <laughs> mm, no, I we slept. It was locked even in the beginning of his. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe because I thought he couldn't actually get in. Like, if we had to get out, I had to get out. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, and I think for you, Laura, knowing you the last, it's I don't know, what, set, five, six, six years, five years, five and a half? Probably. Close. Six. I mean, we knew each other. Yeah, but yeah, close. but close. Yeah, I um, so. Truly, I have seen you, like, in your journey of singleness and in your journey of trusting God, I have seen you come out on this side with, like, a boldness Mm. of knowing your worth and your value and who God has told you you are and not letting that dwindle or shift with any guy you have been involved with Mm. um I've also seen you be able to slow down while dating and to be able to stop and say God you lead me and don't let my heart lead me yeah which I know that sounds kind of contradictory but we know as women our hearts can do all kinds of things oh yeah so just to watch you really 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 push into God for all of that has been really cool and I'm so freaking exciting for whatever your wedding is like I'm just telling you I'm telling you I'm so pumped it's one of those things when it's like people used to say that about our wedding and I you know that it's a great experience but Mm -hmm. when you see two people coming together with God in between them just even two that are so good like Mm -hmm. just the right fit yeah that kind of a wedding is so celebratory oh yeah and that's exactly what you're gonna have 
I'm super psyched for it. You know, it's funny. I feel like the older I get, the more I think like, oh, I wouldn't mind an elopement or I wouldn't mind a like really small wedding. Mm. But there, I was having this conversation with a, another friend of mine who um, is also like waiting to get married. Um, and we were both just like, no, there's something mm-hmm. really big about the mm-hmm. story of our lives coming together mm-hmm. that I think will want to have a lot of people in on that celebration mm-hmm. and that story to be heard and told. So yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, I've kind of gotten away from that. Again, tall, dark. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, tall, light. Light, right, right, right. <laughs> sorry, that was me. Sorry. <laughs> Gosh, that's funny. Oh, man. So the last question that we're going to ask is, what are some of the conversations that you are looking forward to having in the future? On the podcast. On the podcast. Well, I can tell you one I am very much looking forward to is a sex conversation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's going to sound like, oh, I'm excited for a sex conversation. <laughs> Moms, moms-in-laws, just tune out for a second. <laughs> but it's more so I'm excited to have an honest conversation about sex. Mm-hmm. My journey is very specific to mine, life, obviously, mm-hmm. but it's something that was very different than what was expected. Yeah. Teaser. <laughs> but it's truly, a, it's a topic that we, especially as people who know Christ and claim him as ours, need to have. Mm-hmm. Because anybody that's listening has probably at some point heard a twisted version of the church's concept and image of sex. And growing up in the church, we've heard it all as Mm -hmm. well. And it has been damaging. Um, Some good parts, but I would say that conversation as a whole is not done well Mm -hmm. in the church. And so I'm really looking forward to it. We are working on some details to try to get someone in here who's got experience um like a, a doctor or not just in yeah <laughs> yeah not just that's not just in the area of sex like any takers oh, gosh. no no like a sex therapist yes oh gosh that's what I'm really looking forward to and I'm also I might steal yours maybe not no, it's fine. I, I'm also really looking forward to hearing the individual voices of our panel. Oh, yeah. Of pan, race panel. Yeah, the yeah. race panel. I'm yeah. truly, truly, we're going to try to have each one of them on maybe more than once, but and hopefully another panel with them. But just to get to know each of them mm-hmm. individually is going to yeah. be really exciting. Laura, are you excited about any combos? Oh, yeah, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Um, I think that... The one thing, and I have no experience in this, but the one thing I'd love to have, and I think we have someone in mind for this. We might have two people in mind for this. Um, infertility mm. is a huge thing, and I know you guys kind of experience mm-hmm. that too, that um, needs more shedding light on yeah. and the journey and the walk of that. And even though I don't have experience in that, I'm like, no, we need to talk about this yeah. stuff. So like, I would love to kind of get into that portion of it. Um and even like mental health, like anything that's a stigma or anything that like people don't talk about specifically yeah. in the church. I mean, sex is totally something yes. that, you know, I, I definitely want to dive into. Um, the conversation? Yes. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> oh, man. That's so funny. But yeah, anything that's taboo, basically, yes. I'm like, let's talk about it. That's I really want to talk about it. And listeners, you ladies, the women we love, our Mm -hmm. babes, if there are any topics that you want to talk about, we are accessible via Instagram or our email. Just reach out Mm -hmm. to us. 
let us know the things you want to hear or the things you want to talk about because we value Mm -hmm. you. Yeah. And this podcast is for you. Yep. So if there's, even if you're feeling marginalized, if you're feeling like Mm -hmm. people don't talk about X, Y, or Z, even if it's something you think we might not fully agree with, reach out to us because the whole point of this is to be able to have healthy conversations Mm -hmm. where we hear each other. Yep. Right? Yep. Totally. Absolutely. Well, guys, I hope you've gotten to know Laura and myself just (laughs) a little better. (laughs) I mean, we are... An open book with closed pages, you know? (laughs) That's my eight speaking, my protective nature. Don't go too far. (laughs) Has to be a safe space. (laughs) Um, But really, we uh, love getting to do this. We love doing this podcast. Mm -hmm. We love talking to you. And we also love hearing from you. Um, And so right now, we're just going to raise our glass to each other. Laura, here's a glass to you. And a glass to you and to our listeners. Because without them, (laughs) there'd be be no point. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) You've been listening to Beverage Babes, and we hope you've enjoyed a sip of something good listening to these women open their hearts. Our hope is that after listening to today's episode, you leave inspired, encouraged, and challenged to celebrate each other, no matter what season of life you're in. If you're looking for any of the recipes to our babe's favorite drinks, want to read more about our guests, or get to know us, Sarah and Laura, a little better, head over to BeverageBabesPodcast.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at BeverageBabesPodcast. Now, raise your glasses. Cheers. Cheers.